Welcome to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Clout. I'm Ishaan Ellis, CEO of Clout, a national public relations and marketing communications firm headquartered in Chicago. Our agency is dedicated to uncovering insights and cultural trends to help business leaders better understand today's consumer. We also invite some of the best minds in business to come on our show to share their insight and experiences. So if you're interested in becoming a guest on our show, stick around to the end of this podcast and I'll tell you how to become one. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Street Smart Business Leaders powered by Clout. I'm Michelle Ellis, the host of Clout. And I am excited to speak with Max Garrison. He's the owner of Brand Wolf. And I got to tell you, I love the name Brand Wolf. Max, how are you? How are you? Doing great, Michonne. I'm, uh, I'm grateful to be here and to be on the show. So, so you, we got to start with the name. T- tell me about the name. All right. I'm going to tell you a secret first, and it's kind yeah. of embarrassing. <laughs> um, so please just don't hold it against me. But Mishan, I, I, I like to say this thing that we can't read the label from inside the jar. We're yeah. all too we're all too close to the work to really know how to label it and to do our branding. And I was gonna call Brand Wolf brand sauce. Like brand sauce. Oh, okay. You got a great brand. We just need to put some more sauce on sauce it. On it. Like, I get it. I get it. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like it just makes me want to throw up in my mouth thinking about that. So um we had our, we executed our first project and I, and this was before brand wolf was even created. My business was born out of demand, not intentionality. And I was talking to one of my good friends, Jeffrey Thomas of juice works who designed our first identity. And he said, well, tell me what you did. And I told him, and he said, man, you're like Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. You just got in there and fixed it. <laughs> so that was it. Okay. No, I love it. Awesome name. Awesome name. So, so tell me about the space. So what's your, your, your background in marketing? How'd you, how'd you get into, how did you get into the space? You said it wasn't intentional. So how'd you, how'd you get into the space? Um, I'd love to know, like a fellow entrepreneur. So I love talking to other entrepreneurs. Was there a moment in time that said, you know what, I think I need to plant my own flag and do my own thing. So talk about your, your journey a little bit. The thing I appreciate about the people in my world, Michonne, is that the most interesting people I know, their career path does not look like a ladder. Very true. Very true. It looks like it looks like a web. And with each string of that web, it gets stronger and more interesting and more complex. Yeah. So I started off in the business school, University of Colorado. That didn't last long. Moved over to the journalism school. That was an even tr- same here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and uh, love University of Colorado journalism school in 1998 was not where it needed to be for the kind of dollars that you had to pay to go there. Yep. And <clears throat> I ended up with a philosophy degree and studied Irish literature in Ireland for a bit. No way. That's a great experience. Wow. From there, I traveled and then I confused everybody by going to an automotive technical school in Chicago. Shout out to Universal Technical Institute. Um, (laughs) In my backyard. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. so um, went to UTI. Uh, I got certified as an Audi technician. 
Um, later come to found out I am the world's worst factory trained Audi <laughs> technician. If you owned an Audi and had it serviced at University Audi in Seattle from 2003 to 2006, I am so sorry. It's probably my fault. If you had a bad experience, that's on me. Um, but I, I found my way into automotive, which really was my passion. And with the left brain, right brain philosophy, mechanical knowledge, I thought I was going to be able to just write my own ticket. Right. And I really encourage people to think about that. What, what is the industry that you want to move through and how can you gain a competitive advantage over all the other applicants? Sure. Yeah. So for me, it was getting that technical degree. I didn't care about actually being a mechanic. I just wanted to know what they know. Right. And that, yeah. yeah. And that, and that was a difference maker for me. And that's what allowed me to move from sales to marketing manager to brand manager. Mm. Um, I don't have any real qualifications to do the work that I'm doing. And I keep waiting for someone to ask me that, <laughs> like, what gives you the right? Yeah. Um, but no one ever asks. Right. Right. And that, and that's the other thing I think entrepreneurs need to hear, which is, we're all scared of this imposter syndrome and, oh my God, I don't Amen, know what I'm bro. doing, but, but all these Amen. people are telling me just to go out and do it. And that big, hard question, I, it's never been asked to me, not once. Mm -hmm. Wow. So nice. don't, don't let fear of striking out, keep you from playing the game. Oh, absolutely. So was there a, and I, and I, you're, you're absolutely right of, uh, the entrepreneurial thing and the imposter syndrome and, and that is that is a very real thing so was there a was there a moment in time I, I can think about you know just a little bit of my background I was at the McDonald's corporation for for almost 10 years corporate side before going out on my own same thing I got my degree in journalism nothing in marketing no experience in PR no experience in marketing just you know got an opportunity with an internship and took it you know um, but I, I spent a uh, lot of part of my career at the McDonald's Corporation and decided, you know, that I wanted to go out on my own and, and didn't had any experience with doing it. I just I just did it, you know. So was there was there a moment in time with you that said, you know what, I'm just going to shoot my shot, you know, or how did it yeah. come to be? The word for me is tension. Mm. Right. Um, I done very well. We, we had established the benchmark standard for our industry and we set the bar pretty high. We did an amazing job. We had a lot of fun wow. and Mishan, here's, here's part of why it was confusing. Here's a, an average day for me. Okay. Hey, we just, we just put a supercharger on this mid engine exotic sports car. I want you to take this guy out to the racetrack, show him how to drive his car take some photos, have a good time, bring it back in one piece. We will pay you. That's your job. <laughs> and here's my reaction. Ugh, again. <laughs> so the, my check engine light and my psyche went on in that moment. Cause I was like, that's not how it should. This was the dream for a long time. Right. Right. I, I wanted to be an automotive journalist and I kind of got to be one. I just, I wasn't writing for road and track. I was writing for my own brand. Right, right. So 
I, I paid attention to that tension. And again, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're looking for that next thing, you just got to tell yourself the truth about how you're feeling. And as a society, we tend not to do that. Yeah. So I hired, I hired an executive coach. Um, and I spent an uncomfortable amount of money. And if you're looking to solve a problem like this and you hire someone like that, it's not going to be for 50 bucks. You wouldn't, right. you true. wouldn't, you wouldn't let someone do LASIK eye surgery for $20 either. <laughs> Inappropriate. Right. Um, right. So, and Laura, my executive coach, she created a, a values compass for me four cardinal directions. And if I'm not moving in one of those four directions, personally or professionally, I'm doing it wrong. And what I learned about myself was climbing the same mountain over and over again does not fill me up. It makes things easy, but it costs me a lot. Yeah. So I knew it was time to leave. So I left. Wow. Wow. And so you, uh, one of the things I read and you, you, you kind of touched on a little bit, you mentioned values. So one of the things as I was, you know, just reading a little bit about your background uh, in the company and there's, there's the company's rooted in the, the, the three values. Uh, can you, can you talk about those? I thought those were really, really interesting and, and that I wouldn't mind a, applying to, that I will apply to what I'm doing. So I, I like, cause they're the three categories. So can you talk about those a little bit? Yeah, I, I love that you are perceptive and curious about that. It's really mm -hmm. important to me. So yeah. the three brand values for Brandwolf are give, solve, mm -hmm. protect. Love it. Um, so many of us don't make a physical thing right? We're not making pencils. We're not making chairs. We're not, sure. you know, making rugs or, or food. Yeah. So what are we making? We're making decisions. Um, and we need to have a really clear North star to look to not when things are easy, but when they get hard, we need to know we can't have all the answers as a brand, mm -hmm. but what we can have is a method for making decisions. Very true. Yeah. So give, I need to be generous in my thinking, right? That's part of my nature. Solving, people don't want to come here just to talk about the problem. We need to help them solve it. Love it. And protect. I think a lot of reason that people have bad experiences with marketing mm -hmm. is because they don't know how to buy it. Very true. It, we're, we're responding to some type of tension in our business. And if it's related to revenue, it gets scary. And we tend to have emotional, make emotional decisions about how we're going to solve those problems. Um, yeah. and, and I get that because I do it for myself and I hate spending money if I don't have to. Yeah, you and I are a lot alike. <laughs> but we ask our clients to trust us such that we can protect them from themselves. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So that's a good, good segue to uh, how do you see the industry? How's it changed over the last year? We've had, you know, COVID, we had, you know, all of the George Floyd stuff, you know, consumers are working from home now, employees are working from home. How has, you know, the industry for you, for, for Brand Wolf changed, you know, 
on in the last couple of years? Or what are you doing? I guess what's different now um, that's notable noticeable to you? It could be big or small. Then you know what's changed. What hasn't? Everything's changed. Yeah. How do you see it changing? Or what's different now? The obvious answer is that we all got online, stayed online. Digital marketing tends to get a little bit harder every year. Yeah, I agree. Since the beginning of the pandemic, we, that curve has started to bend towards the exponential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's, that's not interesting to me. I mm-hmm. think we all kind of expect that to happen. Um, I don't think things have changed that much. Oh, okay. I like that. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think the challenges and the opportunities are still the same. We're just human beings trying to relate to one another. And I, I would say the one thing that has changed is the survival instinct we have. Very true. And that, that survival instinct is to ignore things that aren't meant for us. So mm-hmm. Mishan, if I'm, if I'm coming down the, the 355 towards Schaumburg from downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. I'm going to pass a thousand billboards and a thousand bumper stickers. Yeah. And, it, and it's not that the marketing is bad. It's just not for me. Not for you. Yeah. Right. I don't, that hair loss product isn't for me. I've already lost my hair. <laughs> right. So it's not bad. I, I just, you take the Brian Erlecker one. <laughs> so we relate to brands the same way we relate to people, which is to say we mostly ignore them. And at the core of our practice is listening and telling the truth and communicating with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's still the challenge and that's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, so what's next for, for Brand Wolf? Like, what, what are you most excited about? You know, it could be company related. It could be uh, services that you're going to offer or you see a new opportunity coming. You know, I don't know about you. I spent a lot of time uh, uh, in Illinois. Cannabis is becoming the new, the new, the new market. And, and, and right now you can't really do any real marketing in it until it's federal. But that's one I'm excited about. So what are, what's what's exciting uh, for Brand Wolf? Uh, what are you excited about? Two things. The first thing I'm just, this is just kind of more about me, mm-hmm. but jean shorts. <laughs> Let me make sure I heard you right. Jean shorts. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. I, I, I've rediscovered jean shorts and I couldn't be more excited about this summer. Um, more seriously, therapy. Oh, yeah. Our, our newest product is called Brand Therapy. Brand Therapy. Okay. Tell yep. me a little bit about it. As an entrepreneur, the thing that predicts successful outcomes isn't having better stuff, it's improving our behaviors. Mm, interesting okay right it's not about having a logo that's shiny object syndrome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the reason that you will gain a competitive advantage over your competition through the process of branding or rebranding is the fact that you have to do your homework you have to understand who else is out there you have to understand who your audience is what do they care about how do I communicate with them in a language that's meaningful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a way that's different from everyone else? And that allows you to read more of the map. 
And when you can see more of the map, when you, when you know what's actually in your blind spot, instead of just saying, I have a blind spot, that is the thing that allows you to make better decisions, right? So yeah. having a logo isn't going to fix anything. Being more intentional about your strategy for communication, entering a market, moving through that market, that's how you win. And if you go to our website, you'll see this tagline, something's got to change. We'll help you figure out what. Like it. I like you know, it. Pe people ask for help in the only way they know how. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when people come to us, I really care about what they're saying, but I know it's necessarily incomplete. Yeah. If, if they knew they needed brand strategy, they would ask for that, but they don't know how to say they that. Know. They don't know. It's like, it's like my children, they don't have the words for it. Yep. They're just responding to that tension. The only way they know how, and sometimes it seems really sophisticated. Yeah. Um, so brand therapy is designed to be our entry level, lowest commitment type of engagement. And it helps to get you ready to do the next thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So further, because there, there are a number of brands that uh, listen to uh, this podcast, uh, potential clients. So what's, what's the website? Uh, give the website address so folks can get a hold of you guys. Brandwolf.com. And that's wolf with an E. So B-R-A-N-D-W-O-L-F-E.com. Log on to Brandwolf. Take a poke around. We've got some really cool client testimonial videos, some amazing clients and amazing words from those clients. But if you're curious to really learn what to do next and how, give us a call. That's what we do. That's how we help people, right? So Mishan, pop quiz. I'm going to put you on the spot. No, go for it. What is the number one objection in B2B sales? Number one objection to B2B sales. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's the number one objection is that you're right, but we're just not ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or budget <laughs> is the other. <laughs> so when that happens, don't be more right. Help that person be more ready. More ready. I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, are there any industries before we wrap? Are there any industries that you guys specialize in or you're, you're across the board, B2C, B2B, you know, we food, do. liquor, it's across the board? Yeah. Look, we can't put lipstick on a pig if we don't believe in the brand. Um, we'll tell you. Um, there, it, We have a strong concentration in B2B. We've also had our biggest results measurable results in B2C. So as long as you're not a dentist or a dental lab, we welcome you with open arms. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we'll leave it at that. Max Garrison, Brand Wolf. Hey, thank you so much, man. I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, best of luck to you. Continued success. And, uh, and then you, yeah, you look good in the jean shorts. So <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> Mishan, thank you for your work and the service you provide to all of us entrepreneurs and gathering the others, sharing, connecting is, is really powerful, important work. And uh, on behalf of your audience, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to Street Smart Business Leaders Powered by Cloud. Now, if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, please send them my way or have them go to cloudllc.com slash podcast slash apply and we'll take a look. If you got something great out of today's show, please let me know what you thought. Also, share it on social media and be sure to subscribe to the podcast itself. Again, the whole goal behind the podcast is to share experiences and insights so we can all develop and grow. So until next time, make every day your masterpiece. Take care.